Hey, my Alchemy Chic family. Just wanted to let you guys know that we are now available on several different platforms. Yay! So you can now find Alchemy Chic on Anchor, the Anchor app, of course, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. I'm so excited that our family is expanding. Make sure you go to each platform and subscribe now. Thanks. Love ya. Hey, my Alchemy Chic family, it is Rachel, and I am back with one of my beautiful Alchemy Chic influencers. This particular woman, I've known her for about two years now, uh, but we have grown quite close. We first met while networking in our network marketing business, <laughs> and uh, we kind of grew close and teamed up to get together as uh, women in business and developing and learning and growing in our in our field in that regard and getting to know this woman what I admire most is the fact that she is extremely brave um almost exponentially optimistic is what I can say (laughs) and just her tenacity um to continue to push forward against all odds is one of the reasons why she is definitely an alchemy chic influencer badass and then not to mention on top of it she is my soul sister because <laughs> we come from the same country roots um <laughs> of jamaica and so we definitely have vibed on that level but i really just wanted you guys to kind of take a listen to her story because i'm telling you her bravery is unmatched and i just love how she is taken to a lot of transitions that have gone on in her life since I have known her in a very short time experience, time span, and she continues to inspire me every time. So, could you guys please welcome to the call, Dr. Nicole Rankin? Hello, 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 everyone. I'm sitting here like, who's she talking about? <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, thank you, Rachel, for having me. Hello, Alchemy family. How are you doing out there? Thank you so much uh, for joining us this evening. Um, And is there anything you wanted to add to that? Because I know sometimes I speak from such a personal standpoint uh, because I'm a little bit more introspective with the people that I know. Um, So is there anything else you wanted to add to that to that intro? No, I think it was wonderful. I want to meet. I want to meet the person you talked about. (laughs) It's so funny how sometimes people will see more than what you can see. For yourself and like getting to know you over the past couple of years, like I said, your bravery, which we'll get into later on, but your bravery of how you have kind of taken the reins of the transition in your life from one industry to another Mm -hmm. is definitely something you don't see very often. And so, um, and it was never a process that I had to go through in particular, um, maybe when deciding to leave college, but in terms of professionally, I've never had to do that. So just taking a look at that, I was like, I have got to talk to my Nicole about this. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. I am honored and grateful to be a part and to share my story. So thank you for having me. Um, So taking it back, um, because you, you are, you have a PhD in biology. I may have gotten that wrong, but if I remember correctly, <laughs> it's, it's in public health, actually. public health. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. So 
when it comes to like, because I know that you were very much so involved in science mm-hmm. and public health and all of that, but what initially drew you into that? Wow, that's a great question. Um, I have kind of transitioned a lot over the years, but initially, um, when I was younger, my, um, my mother is a registered nurse. So I can remember just growing, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. I can remember all the times of her coming home, telling stories about her day, um, sharing about the lives that were saved and how she was helping people. And I think I just admire that about her. Um, and I grew accustomed to that kind of healthcare life. Um, my sister then became involved and she became a registered nurse as well. So it was always around me um, being in that healthcare field. Um, I, I just remember stories and the, there's a good and bad part of that because didn't matter when, when I went through stuff, everybody knew my, my mother would always say, oh, you're going to, you're, this is, this is what you're going through. And, you know, you may have pneumonia or you may have this <laughs> like, uh, no mom, it's just a cold. It's okay. <laughs> you know, it's fine. So, yeah. it, you know, having people in the medical field is good and bad, but I think that initial uh, rearing and just nurturing and being a part of that environment at an early age kind of gave me that exposure um, that allowed me to open my eyes to say, okay, that is something that I want to do. I want to help people like my mother and my sister are doing. And I think that kind of sent me down that pathway. Um, yes. So would you, so would you say that your, your mom inspired you the most or was the most impressionable at, at a younger age? I think, yes. So she was most impressionable as far as, you know, just the, I've always seen her working. You know, my mother's a, a very hard worker. So I've gotten my work ethics and, you know, just the understanding of, you know, setting goals and achieving goals and working hard for them. For them, so she was definitely influential in my life, um, just as a rearing, a rearing into who I am as a woman and the work ethic and the mindset that I have. So, so, so in terms of like looking, like you've grown in the industry and you've kind of seen how women in science have kind of changed and been added and been promoted or even lack thereof but Mm -hmm. looking at all of the little little girls that are now getting involved in the whole stem programs Mm -hmm. and wanting to get involved in science how does that make you feel looking at that torch being passed on much like I'm pretty sure how your mom may have felt looking at you and your sister following in her footsteps do you have that same um sense of pride looking at other little girls getting involved in science as well oh absolutely um you know I grew up loving science I I spent my undergrad career my master's in biology so I was doing research at a very young age um started my science career at a a young age and my first uh research job was a my sophomore year in college um, at the United States uh, Forest Service. And that kind of initiated, just took my, took my science career and kind of 
catapulted to where it is now. So I've always been in research for over 15 years from that particular uh, student work uh, job that I had. So when I now, I do a lot of mentoring, I do a lot of working schools now, so I'm always incorporating the sciences because I know it's important. And, you know, we see the disparities in the STEM fields, you know, uh, with women um, and, and more importantly, with women of color. You know, it's when I became in the science field, there was didn't not many people look like me, you know, mm-hmm. um, being a woman and being a woman of color. And so now I kind of see those things, those changed trends are changing. So to have this type of exposure for young girls, I think is just so important because it was the exposure that I had when I was a young girl that kind of opened my mind to the possibilities. And I think that having just exposure of anything, of greater things that you can look at at a young age, just gives them the possibility to think outside the box. Yeah. So in terms of not seeing many people that looked like you um, and having to navigate through that world, that's already one thing. And as I mentioned in the beginning, like the many transitions that you've gone through, you know, you have a certain strength about you, but also in the science field, (laughs) Mm -hmm. there is this notion that faith and science, they don't mix. Mm-hmm. And I know for I know you to be a woman of faith, and I and I'm pretty sure I may I may make an assumption here, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say I'm pretty sure that faith is also a minority in that field. So how did you navigate being a woman of faith and also a woman of science, and how did that work for you going those those two going together? Wow, great question, great question. I think for me. Um, being a woman of faith and being in the science field, I think the science actually enhanced my faith. So I did not look at it as many other, you know, non-faith believers um, look at science, but I looked at it as a reverence um, of learning the different intricacies of the body, the different Mm. systems and how they work together, looking at the environment and how, you know, the, works, how plants work and how mm-hmm. they feed off each other and just the, the functionality of the world. And in the field of science, you kind of, you get to learn all of that on the, 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 the nuances and the intricacies of it. So it gives you appreciation for the creator mm-hmm. of heaven and earth. So it, it enhanced my faith more than kind of having to dispel or distinguish one from the other to me it's just you know I'm a I love nature I think it's more because I, I'm a, as a field biologist um I love being outside I love being outdoors I go on walks in nature and go on hikes and just just reverence and awe of of the creation that I'm a part of so for me it enhances my so faith. in terms of like growing in your faith and being able to have science kind of illuminate your faith a little bit more, but just take it back a little bit further. At what age did you start to develop in your faith? And, and the, the wow. second part is, it, it, was it, <laughs> was it a moment or was it more of a gradual situation where certain things just kind of allowed you to see God in your life? Yeah. Wow. That's a good question. That's, um, I think for me, I was, 
saved at a young age. I was saved at the age of 12. I accepted Jesus Christ into my life, and I've been in the church uh, at, since then. Uh, it's kind of all my life, so I grew up in the church, and Growing up in the church, you kind of, you keep, you hear a lot of things, especially as a, a young person, and you try to identify them because you know they say faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. So, it, but as a child or as a teenager, it's kind of hard to grasp that concept of believing or trusting in something that mm-hmm, you can't mm-hmm. see. You know, but you know, even as I was involved in churches. I was heavily involved. I was a junior deacon. I was a youth leader. So, you know, I was attending Bible studies. I was attending prayer meetings and things of that that nature. So I was learning about the Bible and, and the word of God. So I think over the course of time, as I grew up and I matured and having those life experience to come it then became mm-hmm. real to me, you know, so it wasn't necessarily a kind of like an aha moment, but it it's an ongoing thing. Like even today, you know, as I am in my 40s, my faith is still mm-hmm. growing, you know, so there there are different levels that God will will put you to and position to you where your faith has to be strong. And if it's not, you know, you're going to go through that test. You're going to go through that test. To, to get that perseverance, to get that strength for you to carry things on to the next seasons in your life. So my faith is, is constantly being tested. My faith is constantly being strengthened by the experience that I have. So it's an ongoing process. Okay, so I've, I, I am known for doing this, but sometimes people say things and it inspires a different question for me to ask. So I'm going to put you on the spot yes. just a little bit, just a little bit. that's fine a lot of people um I wasn't raised in the church so I I've only heard Mm -hmm. from just certain experiences that other friends of mine that that have had while growing up in the church but a lot of people have grown up Mm -hmm. in the church and have a more skewed um perspective of of their faith and how they develop that so what what was it that that you had or what was your relationship like with God or how did that develop to a point where growing up in the church and kind of seeing the humanity of church as opposed to mm-hmm. the institution of church that held your faith together? Ooh, that's a great question. I don't know if we have time. <laughs> that's a whole nother segment. <laughs> that's a whole nother segment. Uh, <laughs> that is a loaded question. But um, I would say... Um, being a a leader in 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 the church it it awakens you and it gives you awareness and i think um seeing the humanity side of religion um as i grew older and kind of understood because here you have you're being taught one thing right you know, this is the way of life and this is, you know, how you should operate. And these are your morals and your values. But then when you see something that's counterintuitive to that, you're like, wait a minute, you know, what's going on mm-hmm. here? <laughs> you know, so you get to the point where you decide, make a decision for yourself. And I think I made that decision um, as I was doing ministry and understanding that this is serious because I had lives in my hands, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So it became an influencer to say that, you know, having the ability to impact somebody's life, that's Mm -hmm. serious. 
And then that is something that I take seriously. So when uh, that, that response, the understanding of the responsibility from the call that I have on my life, when I truly understood that, that is kind of when I had to understand, I had to kind of separate the humanity part of religion and my relationship mm. with God. And it, it was a process, but now I, I have that separation to say that, you know, it's not about religion, it's about the relationship. Yeah. So my relationship with God is, you know, where I'm praying, where I'm I'm doing fasting. It doesn't have to be a part of a church, you know what I'm saying? Just because whatever the church is doing, it's it's because that's what I need to do for my spiritual growth. So that's kind of how that evolved in that distinguish between the humanity side and the spiritual side. So one thing I really love about these conversations is because so far I've, I've, you know, interviewed and talked to women that I do know and that I've kind of been along their journey. And so Mm -hmm. it's funny for me to kind of hear before I, before we got to know each other, because there are still, there are still some things that you're saying even back then that still adds up to now. One of the primary things, of course, that I know that you are you are known for is just leadership in, in general. Um, and mm-hmm. so you being a part of leadership in the ministry and you being a woman, what do you think is the most important thing that a woman should know about her spiritual path and her spiritual growth? Wow, that's a great question. Uh, <laughs> you're getting me tonight, huh? <laughs> awesome. I love it. I love it. Um, I think one of the most important things is that a woman needs to know that they need to be intentional about mm-hmm. their growth. You know, as women, we we do so many things. We have our superwoman cape <laughs> on and you know, we have multiple jobs, we have our career, we, you know, you wives, you're, you have your spouses, you have your children, you, you know, you, we mm-hmm, do it mm-hmm. all, right? And it's so easy because we're givers by nature, we're nurturers by nature, that we often neglect mm-hmm. ourselves. And so I think it's important to understand and for women to know that you have to actually take time and be intentional to grow yourself spiritually, to give you that time um, so you can have that praying time, to give you that time so you can have that reading and developing time or, or how, whatever your spiritual activities are to incorporate that so it can be a part of your life and become a lifestyle. So I think um, for me, that would be something that I would express that women do, just making sure you take that time. And, and have it become a part of your life. Because if you don't, it's so easy to neglect. And you realize, oh, I, you know, I haven't really prayed in a while. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I haven't, I haven't read the Bible in a while because I've been ripping and running. So I would say just t- making, taking a step back and actually being intentional about having, you know, a spiritual growth or a plan that you do, whether it's daily or how, whatever um, ideas that you want um, for your spiritual growth, but being intentional about so that. So even in this converse, conversation still, again, just a continuum of what, what pretty much the whole vibe of our conversation tonight is going to be in terms of for you you've always been like the go-getter. It sounds like always wanting to step up and be in leadership. And 
you did have once upon a time what, what most people consider traditional employment. But what yes. made you want to go from that to add another superwoman cape <laughs> on <laughs> and jump into the world of entrepreneurship? Uh, like what made you want to make that leap? <laughs> That's a good question. Cause I don't know if it was me that wanted to make me do it. <laughs> That's a good question. Um, Cause yeah, I just looking back, uh, you know, just even a few years ago, like I really couldn't, explain or expect that Mm -hmm. I would be here um and I think it was as we went as we were talking about before it's 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 that level of faith that you have um I was in a a point in my life where you know here I was as a successful uh research scientist I built a it built and was building a professional career in the industry I was working at one of the prestigious public health agency in the world you know I was at the 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 top of my career and it was great but on the outside mm-hmm. right it was great on the outside but on the inside I was I was empty I was I was feeling unfulfilled and unsatisfied and I just didn't understand you know mm-hmm. why um, so I had to go and do some kind of do some self-discovery and some self-searching and understanding that, you know, what were my gifts and what were my talents and what, why, you know, why was I put on this earth? And when I began to do that and that deep, deep dive and deep searching, um, for me and getting that personal growth, I understood that I was not where I was supposed to be. Mm. You know, so I had built this wonderful career. I had built this, you know, you know, guys allow me to to get to where I thought I would want to be, but that wasn't what I was supposed to be doing. You know, there there's a saying that says it's one thing to climb the ladder of success, but when you realize the ladder is leading on the wrong building, then yeah. something's wrong. Yeah. And that was just kind of like my life. You know, I felt that I was climbing this ladder of success, but it was on the wrong building. So at that point, I had to make a decision. I had to make a decision to say, am I going to continue on this path, which was a great path. You know, there, there was, I had my career, the finances was good. The stability was there. I knew what I was doing and I could, I could survive. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's just not me. <laughs> just basic survival. That's just not in yeah. my DNA. So I, you know, being the ambitious person I am being at the progressive woman that I am, I'm always going to look to do being half more. I'm always going to look to grow. I'm always going to, to look for that next step. And, you know, through prayer and, and mentorship and guidance, it kind of just evolved that this is what I will be doing. And so after, I think after about making a decision, after about two years, it took me to kind of get myself prepared and, make that transition and not going back. It's, it's a wonderful journey. So <laughs> it I'm is here definitely now. a journey. <laughs> yes, as, it is. As, yes, yeah, it, it is. Really is. <laughs> and as wonderful as that journey is and as liberating as it can be at times, a lot of times it can yes. be a little bit scary 
Like, oh, sugar, honey, iced tea. What did I just do? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. What were yes. some major positive steps that you took during that transition time towards entrepreneurship that ensured you wouldn't back out on that decision to do that? Or was it kind of like you didn't really, you didn't feel like you had a choice of something you had to do? Uh, great question. I, okay. So around 2015, this is kind of all when this is all coming out and evolving. I was introduced to, I met uh, uh, one of the persons that kind of now became my mentor and my coach. Um, and she kind of just opened my, my eyes and my, my awareness to things. And I was in, introduced to the John Maxwell program, which I'm a part of now. Um, and that kind of helped spark my personal growth journey. So as I was talking and just sharing, you know, where I was, we, we decided that we were going to mm-hmm. make a plan. And she, we had a coaching call and she asked me, she was like, okay, this is what you want to do. She was like, when do you want to do it? And I think that w- we had that call like in mm-hmm. October. And <laughs> so I think she wasn't prepared for my answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she was like, so when do you want to, when do you propose that you want to exit? I said, December. Mm. I'm gone. And she was like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, the end December 31st, that's it. I'm gone. Um, and it kind of, you know, it it took her by surprise, but it wasn't like, oh no, you can't do that. She was like, okay, well, let's get a plan and let's put some things in place and let's let's work it. So some of the things that you know I I did initially that was one investing in a mentor and a coach because you you need that. <laughs> Most <laughs> you need somebody that you need somebody that's going to be in your corner. You need somebody that's going to push you, that's going to stretch you out of your comfort zone that is not going to take, you know, any limiting beliefs or self-doubt that you may have for 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 an answer that's going to, you know, push you to the next level. So I made that investment and just having her in my corner and keeping me accountable to what I said I was going to do. It was, it's Mm -hmm. invaluable. Um, So some of the other things that, you know, we put in place is, you know, making sure financially um, that I was good because, Yes, I, I had a I had a, a a traditional job, so that meant you know I was getting a check every mm-hmm. two weeks. <laughs> you know, I was that was certain <laughs> that you know that direct deposit <laughs> will hit uh-huh. every two Fridays. You know, and depending on how good it was, sometimes at eleven fifty nine on Thursday. <laughs> so you know, it was it was comforting to know that that was there. So. And I had a lifestyle that matched that. So it's like, okay, well, what am I going mm-hmm. to do? <laughs> you know, so making sure I had the financial stability to, to take a jump and, and not kind of put myself out in, you know, in a position where, you know, I can't pay my bills or everything like that. So we, we worked on that, that financial plan, um, and then uh, one another positive step that I do was making sure that I was in aligning myself with the mm, right people mm-hmm. that had the similar yep. mindset. So I kind of had to kind of adjust my inner circle a bit because, you know, when you step out into this kind of unknown and have this, this level of I'm just going to take the risk, 
not everybody's with you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And you know, not and not everybody's with you and not everybody really understands mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. you know. And that's okay. That's okay. You know, but I I knew there were there were people out there that did. And I had to kind of align myself with those people that, you know, so I wouldn't look crazy. Like, what am I doing? And then I can have an inner circle. And I'm like, oh, no, they did it and they're successful. They did it and they're successful. So I had that that confirmation through people who have been business owners, who have taken the leap, who made that transition um, and, and are doing okay. So that was a big step um, that I took during that transition time. And then making sure that I just had some constant personal growth and development in my life. Um, That was kind of just key because what I found in this whole journey, that it's really a Mm -hmm. mind thing. Mm -hmm. It's a mind thing. You know, the word says the battle is in your mind. And it's so true because you can talk yourself in and out of anything. But if you, you know, you have the right mindset and, you know, we we are where we are due to our best Mm -hmm. thinking. So, you know, having the ability to do some personal growth and constant personal development, I get to stretch myself. I get to, you know, think outside the box because I'm forced to. And a lot of times we don't take that position to push ourselves out to think something different. So me me being able to get outside the box and get outside my comfort zone to think different thoughts, you know, it, it gives me the bigger, a bigger imagination. And the more I imagine that I can do, that I can be and that I can have, that just motivates mm-hmm. me more. So those are, those are some of the, the steps that I took in that transition time to, to kind of be okay with giving, giving my resignation letter and <laughs> like, not I am out of here. Thank you. I'm out of here. So in, <laughs> in the process, yes. whether it be when you first made that leap or even up until like today, um, is there anything specifically you learned while growing in your leadership and your entrepreneurship world that surprised you, whether it be good or bad, where you're like, huh, I didn't think I could do that or whoa didn't see that coming thanks for the curveball (laughs) you know like either one of those where it really surprised you but in the end it was still a a good thing wow um that's a good question anything that I learned that surprised me um I would say that I wouldn't say anything that surprised me per se but it's all a learning journey so it's because I'm in this kind of new space, I, I really have to kind of put myself in, at, I don't have any expectations, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Because I don't know. I'm in, I'm in a, in a space where I, it's totally unknown. So we're talking about going back to that level of faith and it's totally like, I'm out here. I'm trusting you, Lord, to guide me because I have no clue, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So it's, in, in, in that process, it's learning how, um, just in my leadership, how to, how to now deal with people. Because coming from a professional background in research science, my, my ability or my need, I should say, to kind of deal with people on a, a, a mass mm-hmm. level 
was limited. You know, I was I was a research scientist, so I was in the I was a laboratory scientist. I was always in the lab. You know, I was working in the lab. So it's me, my specimens. You know, once I get done with the lab, I I go to my computer and I'm entering mm-hmm. data. And if I need to do a write up, so it, it, my 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 I guess my reach was really small. Mm-hmm. But now as, as an entrepreneur, um, it, it's totally surprising because I have to, you know, have to develop a network. I have to talk to people. <laughs> I have to, you know, I have to build relationships. Yeah. I have to, you know, do all of these things. It's like, whoa, okay. <laughs> you know, so now, you know, that it didn't surprise me, but it, it, it's now just, just that understanding that that's something that I need to do. So I know that's not my mm-hmm. strength. So I, those are the things that I'm working on um, as I continue growing my leadership. And because leadership is about influence, you know, nothing more, nothing less. It's it's about adding value to people. It's about serving people. Um, and you have to be able to mm-hmm. relate to people. So you have to be able to talk to people. You have to be able to communicate effectively. You have to be able to, you know, just, you know, resolve conflicts and understand personality traits. And, you know, so it's just just a learning experience and a growth experience for me. So and you and I have definitely, (laughs) this is why I say we are soul sisters, because (laughs) the networking thing, which is so funny to me Mm, because mm. we met in the industry of network marketing. <laughs> but I know, right? That Crazy. Was, that was <laughs> one of the things that you and I related on the most was, you know, building that network. But now yeah. being in, you know, leadership and growing in several different ways in your, in your uh, path of entrepreneurship, what were some challenges that once upon a time you're like, oh, I don't know if I could do that. But now you just kind of laugh at it and it's a breeze and you're like, I can't believe that that once upon a time used to hold me back or intimidate me or make me feel like I couldn't. Are there any of those challenges mm-hmm. that you now look at and you're like, you were tripping? <laughs> yeah. Um, that's a good question. I would say that, you know, I have always been a problem solver by nature. I've always been kind of all solution oriented. I don't know whether, I don't know where I get it from, actually. I don't know if it's, you know, just nature or nurture, but that has always been in me, I guess, you know, I'm an October baby. So that's that Libra, mm-hmm. that balance. Um, so even when challenges come, even back then, I'm, I'm always looking for a solution. Um, like, okay, you got a problem. Like even when people come with me to problems, being in the ministry, people come with problems. Like, okay, well, what's, let's talk about the solution. What are we going to mm-hmm. do about solutions? Um, so I've always been solution oriented. I think now um, the difference is that I just don't let things stress me out. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that is the biggest difference because in this in this journey of entrepreneurship, you're like you're always taking risk, mm-hmm. right? You're always putting yourself out there and you you don't know if it's going to work out. You don't know if you're going to succeed. You don't know if you're going to if, if you're going to fail. But you you if you do, you just get up and mm-hmm. keep moving. Like you don't like I don't stress over stress of anything like you know if things used to happen and I may have like okay what okay now let's find a solution now it's like let's solution like straight yeah. to the solution like it's just not not stress it's 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 just I'm just kind of just at mm-hmm. a peace 
to know that just being intentional, I'm more of a, of a, of a planner now, um, with my day kind of looking ahead and kind of, I guess, you know, you can't plan challenges or problems, but you can, you can sort of kind of position yourself that when they come, you're ready. You know, so that's kind of where I am now in, in this phase of my life. So it, it feels like a breeze when, when they, the challenges come, because I'm like, okay, yeah, I knew you were coming. <laughs> you know what? Now let's just deal with it. It's like an ex- expectation. Yeah. So, so I, yeah. I know that you have your, your mentor and um, you and I both share many mentors. Um, mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. and I know that there is no handbook. I mean, there are several advice books that you can read, but there's nothing like yeah. really experiencing certain challenges that come along, but is there anything that you have experienced so far that you wish someone would have warned you or advised you prior to venturing out on your own? Or you're like, I wish somebody would have told me about that. <laughs> like that would have been nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Um, I, th- I would say that I wish somebody would tell me how much work <laughs> it's going to take. <laughs> like, this is hard work. You know, you know it, it's rewarding. It's an amazing journey. But let me tell you, it is, it is hard ongoing. work. And, and it is uh-huh. ongoing. And not to say that I didn't work hard when I had my good government job. <laughs> not to say that. But this is a whole nother level of, of work um, because it's, it's, it's constant. And I think it's because that your results depend on you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Your, your, your outcome depends on you. When you're working a traditional job, there's so many other people right. involved. Like you're really uh, just a piece of a, a bigger puzzle. In this in this um, journey and in this realm of entrepreneurship, like you are the puzzle, yeah. you're everything. You are, you know, you're the CEO. You are HR department. You're the marketing department. You are you're the custodian. You you're right. everything. Um, so you have to have that mindset that that you're going to uh, take on all of these roles in order to make your business successful until you get to a point where you get a team and you're, you know, you're growing in that aspect, but yeah, it is hard work. <laughs> and I think, you know, a lot of times <laughs> and I, yeah, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to stay there because it's hard, you know, and I understand that, that, you know, that's the reason why people don't, make that choice and make that decision, um, because of the work that comes along with it. Um, but you know, it, it, it's when you think about your, your why, why you're doing it and, and just understanding that, you know, the, your work is not in vain and just looking back over just the, the short period of time that I've been in this, this journey, um, I actually did this uh, a couple of weeks ago. It was one of my assignments from my coaching call. And I went back just this year alone and mm-hmm. looked at all the stuff that I've done um, and just looked at just, you know, the lives that I was able to touch and speak into. And it's yeah. just like, yeah. wow. 
you know, God is truly using me to, to make a difference in the lives of the people that I'm able to serve. And it's, you know, it's, and, and, you know, they said, if you do what you do, what Mm -hmm. you love, you never work a day in your life. And, and that's just kind of where I am, but yeah, it's it's hard. So do you feel like (laughs) you are living your purpose? And one of my other Alchemy Chic influencers, she put it, in a much more eloquent way, which I'm pretty sure I'm about to jack up, but I'm, I'm going to try to make it as eloquent as she said, but it's not necessarily living living your purpose right now, but on the journey of your purpose. Um, do you feel like you're there now? I do. I do. I feel that um, through all that I've gone through, just even the career, the traditional job, it has led me to this point. Um, I feel that I know my calling um, and what I, cause I, I truly believe that everybody has purpose. Everybody has an assignment as a woman of faith. I believe that God has given us gifts and talents to be, to be used to build others and to edify mm-hmm. um, his kingdom. So with that, you know, is our our job and our responsibility, if we so choose, right. to find out what that is. And I think that I have kind of been in that search um, and trying to figure things out to, to where I needed to make that jump and needed to make that transition in order to fully um, kind of delve into my purpose and my, the assignment that I was birthed in, because, you Mm -hmm. know, I've always had dreams, um, of what my life would look like. And even in, in my professional career, I'm like, okay, Lord, I, you know, you showed me this, but I don't see it because I'm, I'm in Mm -hmm. in this, Mm -hmm. this space, you know? So now when I made the jump and it kind of just, I guess, kind of opened my eyes a bit I can see how this journey is leading mm. to the dreams that I had years ago. The, th- the things that I wrote down in my journal when I was a teenager or when I was t- in my 20s and, um, and as a ministry youth leader. And, and, you know, I can go back to the, the same journals that I have mm-hmm. and look like, wow, mm-hmm. it, this is happening. Yeah. It's happening now. And you don't realize that, you know, when God said he worked everything for is good, like no matter where you are in your life, no matter what path you're on, like there is a purpose and it could be, you may not feel that you're in your purpose now, but where you are is purposeful and you have to take where you are and, and, and use it to build Mm -hmm. yourself for that next level. And I think that's what I've done. Um, up until this point where it was time for me to, to, to transition. And now it's just a place where it's, it's just that I'm at peace. It's mm-hmm. like, and it's amazing feeling. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's hard, it's scary. It's all of those things, but it's just a peaceful feeling to know that, okay, God, I'm doing what you designed me mm-hmm. to do, what you birthed me to do <laughs> on October 12th. You know, I was created. Uh-huh. To do this. So, yeah, it it's, really it's, it's an amazing is. feeling. And I think that that is something I was speaking with one of my friends today. And, you know, um, just speaking with him about, you know, the life of entrepreneurship and all this other stuff. And he was just saying he didn't understand why other people didn't get it. 
And I was like, honestly, it's just not for everyone, but the people that it is for, there is a knowing that is in you that, yes, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I'm doing exactly. Mm-hmm. And there are going to be bumps in the road right. and I'm going to, I'm going to make mistakes, but it's okay. And that feeling, like, I, mm-hmm. I, I wish there mm-hmm. were more words that I can use to describe that feeling, but it is really something that is truly amazing. And so being able to yeah. have people, like you said, surrounding your people that share that same uh, vision, that same, the same ups and downs, that same mindset, you know, being able to have that has been so amazing. Um, and it's just, it, like yes. you said, it's just, it's a yes. beautiful feeling as crazy as it can be. So true. And, and, you know, it's, you know, it's like you said, it's not for everybody, but you know, there's still mm-hmm. purpose yep. in, in Agreed. everything, you know, it's there. Everybody has a purpose, whether it's a traditional job or it's entrepreneurship, whatever, whatever you're mm-hmm. doing, you still have purpose and you still have an assignment to do. So, you know, it's all about understanding yep. why Very much are so. you here? <laughs> because at the end of the day, you know, mortality, last time I checked, mortality right. is a hundred percent. Like we, right. we're going to go at some point, you know? So what is, what is your yeah. dash going to be looking like? You know, you were born and there's a dash. What is that dash is going to be yeah. looking like before you go? So I think that's just the the thing that we just need to think about whatever industry. Um, so I know that you do a lot of leadership training with kids. Um, if someone wanted yeah. to reach you to whether it be individual coaching or teaching in, uh, teaching leadership for a classroom or for a community, how would they reach you? Yes. So I am on social media at Dr. Nicole Rankin. So that's all my social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, you can also email me at Nicole at Dr. Nicole Rankin.com. And my webs check out my website at www.drnicolerankin.com. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you so much, my soul sister. <laughs> no, it, it was a wonderful blessing. Thank you, thank so you much for, for having for me. Sharing. Like I said, even listening I to your because the joy about doing doing these conversations is that because so far I've done it with people that I know and I've kind of been a part and observed their journey, like listening to where you have Mm -hmm. been and where your mindset has grown to and where, where your goals are for the future. It just, it, it's great and wonderful and quite joyful for me to hear and to see how, like you said, how God is working everything out. So I, when I say I really appreciate you sharing mm-hmm. your story, I really, really appreciate you taking the time to share that because a lot of people need to hear folks that are in the trenches, not after they have yes. exploded, which is great. It's great. <laughs> but sometimes yes. you know, hearing yes. what yes. it's like to go through the process yes. is extremely powerful. So That's I right. really, really, and- really appreciate you taking the time out um, to share what 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 it has been like for you so far 
Absolutely. Thank you. It was a pleasure <laughs> to do it anytime. Thank, Thank you, you for having me. So Alchemy Street family, you guys know how this works. If you hear Nicole's story and you know of at least five women that need to hear it, please text this episode to them. Um, we are on several platforms, which um, they are all in a part of the, the prequel to this episode. So you all can backtrack to check to see where that is. But until next time, guys, I really am loving how our family is expanding and uh, just reaching out and spreading to everyone that we can to share, share and promote positivity in living in your truth and in your purpose. And so until next time, my ladies, we are ordinary women doing extraordinary things. I love you guys. Bye-bye.